0: I'm inviting you to join our newly opened High Performance Health Facebook group where we're all about unlocking our utmost potential. If you are a fellow biohacker, a coach or a woman with an entrepreneurial spirit looking for peak performance, And our community of ambitious women is just for you. But it's not just about connecting with like-minded women. It's about empowering each other. We have weekly live training, Q&As, and a bunch of other exclusive content that I don't get the chance to share anywhere else. New biohacks I'm exploring, plus extra nuggets of wisdom from my podcast guests, and so much more. It's free to join. Simply click the top link in the show notes or go to AngelaFoster.me forward slash HP. That's AngelaFoster.me forward slash HPH or click the top link in the show notes. And once inside, send me a message so we can connect personally. I can't wait to see you there.
1: Well, the pre-performance routine I starts the day before, you know, so my recovery always dictates my performance. So I always prioritize my recovery.
0: You're listening to the High Performance Health Podcast, helping you optimize your health, performance, and longevity. My name is Angela Foster, and I'm a former corporate lawyer turned high performance health coach. Each week, I bring you cutting edge biohacks, inspiring insights, and high performance habits to unlock optimal health, performance, and longevity. So excited that you've chosen to join me today. Now let's dive in. Hi, friends. I have a super fun podcast for you today. It's a recording of a live interview that I did with Chris Gethin at the Health Optimization Summit in London back in June, while we were chatting over an NAD IV courtesy of Dr. Enya at Human. We had a great conversation talking about productivity, talking about how to really optimize your life, and of course, fitness and transformation, because Chris is the world's most recognized transformation expert. He's had over 150 million users of his transformation programs. So no one can really dispute Chris's unrivaled authority of helping people transform their body no matter their circumstances. He's also been voted the world's number one transformation expert twice and he's an incredibly lovely guy. So I think you'll enjoy this interview. Now, if you're into biohacking, Uh, maybe you went to the Health Optimization Summit in London and you want to get to another event soon and connect with more biohackers, then I am speaking on the 1st of September at the Legendary Biohackers Summit in London. And this is a preparation event for the Biohackers Summit, the massive event that takes place in Amsterdam in mid-October. And on the 1st, you'll discover the cutting-edge world of top daily biohacks from speakers like myself and also Tim Gray, Seamland and Timu Arena so I will put a link to that in the top note in the show notes I'd love to see you there Um, but for now enjoy this interview with Chris Gaffin so Sitting here having a couple of NADIVs, so I'm not quite sure how this is going to go, Chris. Because well, I was feeling a little bit lightheaded, but I'm all right at the moment. It all,
1: de- it all depends how much Dr. E turns us up, I yeah, see. Exactly. So yeah, we'll soon find out. How. Well, I'm glad we sat down.
0: <laughs> Just had a 10% boost. <laughs> We'll blame you if we kind of pass out during the podcast, yeah? Yeah, I'll just step in. All <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I'm safe. I'm sorry to interrupt the show, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just up to you
2: taking over here. Uh, you guys are feeling good, though? Yeah, feeling great. Yeah, feeling, feeling good. good. I'm what, what are we having? Just make sure if there's any signs of, like, flushing. You know, yeah, but the opposite, really, is what we're worried about. If your kind of blood pressure drops. Oh, OK. Yeah, and you get a bit vasovagal. Yeah. That does happen since i a bit cold, clammy, sweaty. Ah, we'll oh, right, OK. I but that's not in. happening. You guys are nice and Big, well, we're good colored perfused looking strong
1: could be because it's so hot in here as yeah, well yeah yeah, helps. yeah. yeah.
0: What, what are we having do you want to share what's there Yeah, it's so here you're having
2: nad plus which is a vitamin b3 derivative it's found in all of our cells but depletes by the time we're 40 we've lost on average 50 percent of our natural 18 year old stores i think it's the biggest innovation in science it's in the last five years it's fantastic um, and um, it takes oxygen out of the environment of our blood, into their mitochondria, using the Krebs cycle to make ATP. So if we talk about production of energy requiring oxygen, but if you don't have NAD, then you're not getting as much aerobic respiration as you possibly can And we know there's a huge difference between aerobic and ana- anaerobic respiration in terms of the amount of ATP that's produced, right? So if we can maximize ATP production, fantastic, cells work better. Yeah, so that's the nad um, it's also got b6 and vitamin b6 and some uh, vitamin c um, and uh, yeah you know this is just to get people through the event for a couple of days because you know like yourself traveled in from far both of you guys you know and this it helps these things actually help you know get you through and how often yeah. should you actually have these well there's different studies the way i was you know this is a really good question it depends I like to to do precision medicine, right? That's the gold standard of delivering medicine for me. And really depends on how much NAD you're using or you're utilizing. And that depends on your sleep. That depends on how inflamed you are. That depends on what's going on in your state of health and how you're using your body during that time. So we know when we're sick, we're using more NAD. we're, We're actually depleting NAD and we age faster when we're sick. So we don't age linearly, we age Um, our rate of aging varies according to how healthy we are. So maybe we go a little bit more
1: towards our biological age as opposed to our chronological age, how we've lived our lives. Exactly. And let me ask you, sorry, I'm going to hijack your podcast now, because I'm curious about this. Do you believe in the loading dose of NAD or should you just go straight into a maintenance
2: dose? Um, It depends. Yeah, so the studies, it depends what level you want to get to. So, if you want to get to an 18-year-old level, you're going to have to load it. The problem with the loading with is the, or just doing it, is the tolerance, the symptoms that you feel during it. So, you build to- tolerance. So, I can't give you one and a half grams in an in infusion, unless it takes it'll probably take about six hours. And most people don't have six hours. right? So, that's why you have to split the doses. Yeah. Um, and uh, therefore, it becomes a loading dish dose. Got it. Because there's a
1: place in the U.S., That's a franchise over there and they suggest to people that you go in every single day for six days as your loading dose before you go into maintenance
2: there, um, there is no clear studies to say that the amount that you should take we've taken a we're, we're, we're in the UK, we're more conservative yeah. I know some American companies are doing, I've heard of 10 day loading, loading doses um, and up to 3 grams in a loading dose we give up to 1.5 grams in a total loading dose yeah, over 3 days and it also depends, uh, there's, there's a substance detox protocol, so people withdrawing yeah. from alcohol, they need a lot more support. Yeah. Um, or sugar craving reductions, they need a lot more support as well. Right, okay, got it. Okay. Yeah. Good info, man. Thanks,
0: nice
2: Will. Awesome. Thank you yeah. for
0: that.
2: Pleasure. Is it time to open the wheel?
0: I don't know. As long as <laughs> we can carry yeah, on talking. It. Let's give it a shot. Tiny bit. Give it a go. Yes, I've got hey. a little flush there, but I don't
2: mind yeah.
1: going a little bit faster. Let's do it. I'm pretty good at taking the NAD. You are. Yeah, I'm pretty good.
0: I haven't done Sometimes it that often, but right, so yeah. when it goes too fast, I definitely get a fast heart rate, yeah. but I'm willing to go a little bit faster. So, do you get so a bit woozy too. in the tummy? No, a little bit heady. Oh, okay. yeah. I we're
2: going to go faster for Chris than for you.
0: Okay. We're that gonna means he's going to beat me. I don't like that now I feel a little bit competitive. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm, I'm going to win you. <laughs> going to win you.
0: <laughs>
2: I'll be keeping an eye on you.
0: Today. Thank
2: you. All right, you. okay, thank you.
0: So let's talk about productivity then, because we're doing a productive <laughs> LAD here. you do. Um, I loved your presentation yesterday. And you know what I love the most about it, actually, was boundaries. Because you were so clear on, you know, when somebody's trying to interfere with what you've set as your goals, and you set your parameters, it's so easy, isn't it, to be sucked in, like, stay out late, do this, do that. And you were like, be clear on your boundaries. Because you called out something that I think is really important, is that the individual, then, they basically do what their friends want them to for example in that environment and then afterwards they feel I think you said that sense of shame or guilt or regret over what they did because now they're not kind of focusing on what their end goals were and I think that's such an important thing that people should be able to acknowledge themselves and what they want and the great example you gave was go out for breakfast if you're not a night owl and you don't want to party till 2am go out for breakfast Talk a bit more about boundaries, because I think
1: it's yeah, because such an like, important area. Well, because if you look how much our society has changed, and dependent on the part of the world that you live in, or if you live in a city or live in a country, it's very different and different environments. And I've lived in a lot of them, in a lot of countries. Come from the country lived in cities and I live in the country now thankfully but now I'm about to go back to Mumbai and be there for a couple of months and I know the Indian culture and population always want to go out late they want uh, to they love their cultural food which is not always good And uh, there's like, for instance, if I think of Punjab area, there's a lot of alcohol, people are out late. So I am very difficult, I'm very hard and stern with my boundaries, because it's very chaotic. I love India, I love the people, but I don't want to be part of the chaos that is associated with a lot of things that go on there, you know? There's nothing against it, it just doesn't work with me and my biology and my circadian rhythm and my goals. And I think as well, I work with a lot of clients, a lot of them are obese, and I know a lot of them have become obese simply because of peer pressure, of their family saying, you know, have this. It won't hurt you. It's just a little bite. And that that family member could be really skinny, could be an ectomorph, could have a fast metabolism, but the sister, brother, may be a, uh, an endomorph and just looks at a bit of cake and puts on weight. And before they know it they're 300 pounds and they're dealing with the shame and the guilt of being overweight and I would prefer them to deal with the guilt of saying no and having these boundaries and not putting their health in harm's way. So I think it's very important that we are very stern for our goals in the future because we're just harming ourselves instead of healing ourselves and we're taking away years away from this very very short life that we should be experiencing and having fun with because we have the value and the gift of life and don't give it away
2: don't Such give it away enjoy
1: this you know but the only way you're really going to enjoy it is be selfish by putting yourself as number one in order to be selfless and give away more of yourself to others
0: 100% I'm so glad you said that 100% um, Productivity wise The other thing I picked up Was you were talking about Everything is put in your calendar Now I'm pretty good with this But I think you do this Almost on a 7 day a week basis where right? going to Here today yeah. For sure And this This discipline And this structure Actually creates more freedom Tell me about how you do this um, is, does everything get diarised? Do you do it the night before? Do you plan it a week ahead, like how, months ahead? Like how is it working for you? Or is it at the end of the day you really set the day's priorities?
1: Yeah, well, it all depends. Like, so for instance, as an example, I'm speaking at the Biohacking Summit in Amsterdam. That's in my calendar. I've got something going on every single month this year up until uh, 2024. So all of that is in my calendar. But then it's gonna be smaller things that come up, a call with a client in two weeks time, that's gonna be in my calendar, but I also have the other boundaries as well. So if I want my alone time, that is in my calendar. If there's unwinding time, that's in my calendar. Spending time with my wife, or it could be reading. I'll also book that as well, because it's very important that I have that balance of enjoyment and my alone time, because I do like my own company. I am a bit of a hermit, even though I am quite social in these environments. I like like, like to balance that out. But the only way that I can do that, because everybody wants my time, and I'm a bit of a people pleaser, and I'll say yes to things more than I say no. So I put it in my calendar, so I have to say no.
0: Detoxification is so important now more than ever with the number of toxins we are exposed to daily in our food, water, personal care products and environment. No matter how careful we are, it's impossible to totally get away from the chemicals. And we also have to think about detoxifying the toxins we produce through cellular respiration and clearing excess hormones like oestrogen. Our skin is one of the key ways we detoxify, and that's why I love to include sauna as part of my weekly routine. But going to a facility with a sauna can be time-consuming, and investing in one yourself has been expensive in the past. That's why I love Bond Charges Sauna Blanket. It has so many benefits from raising your heart rate to that of physical exercise, so you burn calories whilst you relax. You can burn up to 600 calories in just one session. The sweating helps flush out heavy metals and other toxins, and the infrared light, which heats the body directly rather than the air around you, meaning you get the same benefits at a lower heat. BonCharge's sauna blanket is easy to set up, taking less than a minute. It heats up rapidly and you can enjoy a session for 30 to 40 minutes whilst relaxing, reading, watching TV or even meditating. So you can truly stack your hacks. BonCharge's sauna blanket is also low EMF compared to other brands on the market and it's the quickest on the market to heat up. So it's an easy thing to fit in. When I'm not working out in the morning, you'll find me meditating in my Bond Charge sauna blanket with their red light therapy mask on my face, boosting collagen while I relax. And Bond Charge are giving listeners of this podcast 20% off their sauna blankets, red light therapy devices, and other wellness products. Bond Charge ship worldwide in rapid time with free shipping on every sauna blanket and 12 months warranty. Simply go to bondcharge.com forward slash Angela and enter code Angela20 at checkout. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com forward slash A-N-G-E-L-A and use code ANGELA20 to save yourself 20%. Because
1: that's non-negotiable for me in order for me to... Um, I guess look after my mental health and absolutely and enjoy what I'm doing because I am one of those people that is dopamine fixed my serotonin levels are very very low so I have to ensure that I just don't keep chasing, chasing, chasing and not releasing that oxytocin and enjoying and being in the moment, like with this conversation. I want to be present and enjoy this conversation instead of thinking, man, this place closed at four o'clock. I wonder if I can get in that ice bath before I get outside, because I'm not going to enjoy this conversation and I'm not going to be present. So I want to remember this conversation and, you know, when I am on my deathbed that I can look back and go, okay, there's no regrets there. I didn't give away my time. I didn't just chase work and money or materialistic possession. Because if you spend time with people in retirement villages or in a hospice, a lot the regret comes from I didn't spend enough time with my family. I wasn't there. It wasn't I wish I spent more time on social platforms or yeah, I wish I worked harder. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'm always thinking to the future whilst trying to be present as well.
0: Yeah, so true. Such a good point. And in the morning, do you have a kind of specific routine that you do when you get up? Do yeah. you like how soon do you exercise? What does that look like? For, for sure,
1: you? I I get it because I go to bed at like 7:30 in the evening. I'm usually up anywhere between four and five, uh, depending on that night. I va- I value my sleep because I had mold toxicity in 2014 where I was sleeping three hours a night every night, and. Uh, I thought I was a warrior because I could still outwork you. I could still out-train you and I was burning a candle at both ends. So I wake up early in the morning just so I can have my alone time and do the things that I want to do and... I guess put an intention of positivity into my universe for that day. So I usually wake up, brain tapper here, I'm not associated with them, but I usually have my brain tap on, which is a meditating device. Yeah, I love that. I love that, uh, that, that, that device. Just another hack to ensure that I don't pick up my phone for the first hour. Uh, once I've done the brain tap, I'll usually go downstairs. I'll have my coffee. I love my coffee. I'm a coffee snob, but it's non-caffeinated. So it's decaffeinated because I don't want my cortisol spike in the morning uh, any more than it already is. Um, and then I usually follow that up with red light therapy. So I'll do the red light therapy. Sometimes I stack my kind of biohacks. I'll have the, the uh, brain tap on whilst I'm doing a red light. Just to, again, set my circadian rhythm, have beautiful skin, uh, you know, activate collagen and elastin, and then I'll do some form of exercise. I could be outside for a run. I try to get outside as much as I possibly can, walk the dog, blah, 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 or cycle. I love mountain biking. I love road cycling. So uh, it's more
0: kind of aerobic or gentle exercise? Yeah, yes. Point, kind of zone two type setting. Yes.
1: If I'm in a calorie deficit, it's usually like zone two. If I'm in a calorie surplus, I love hit work, so I'll do some okay. sprints in there as well. If... I'm in a calorie surplus, my cortisol levels are gonna be a little bit lower, so um, I can get away with having a bigger cortisol hit in the morning. And uh, then I follow that up with 20 to 30 minutes in my sauna, infrared sauna. Then I follow that up with three minutes in my ice bath. And then if I'm not fasting that morning, I'll have breakfast after I've had a shower, of course. And then I start my work day, usually about 7.30 in the morning. And that's pretty much, you know, I work from home. Um, a lot of time on a computer, I've got a desk, uh, t- treadmill desk, so I'm moving there. And uh, then I usually work out, hit the gym about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. As I get a little bit older, I find my body needs more time to warm up before I hit the gym. So I like to have a good couple of meals in me before I hit the gym and allow the body to wake up a little bit. And uh, once I finish with that, I go back home, do some more work. And uh, I'll usually work until about 4, four 5 o'clock, and uh, then I'll unwind. I'll go and take the dog for a walk again, spend some time with my wife, relax, and then I'm usually in bed at 7 o'clock. I'll Usually, if, I, if we watch a little bit of TV, I'll be on my PEMF mat. I've got a PEMF mat on my lounge, and I'll lie on that. It's like a trickle charge for my battery. And uh, and then I have my blue light lockers on and I'm off to bed and I read for a good 30 to 60 minutes before sleep. And that really unwinds me, really puts Is me that to sleep. Is that more
0: something spiritual or will you read any kind of content? No, of I, I
1: definitely won't read anything like educational, motivational or any entrepreneurship books because that'll get my, my brain ticking. So it's usually like um, it could be an autobiography, it could be a novel Something like that where I just kind of go off into the boonies a little bit. and that's, fairly chill. Yeah, it's a little bit of an escape from reality, but it really helps with my good sleep as well. In my bedroom, obviously, uh, I've had a building biologist in there, so I know there's no dirty electricity in there now. I have a weighted blanket. Uh, it's a grounded bed and my blackout blinds and curtains, I have it pretty cold in there much to my... How's uh, your wife with the cold? Hates it. Hates, <laughs> it. Say. Hates it. She doesn't like it at all. But she has hypothyroidism as well, right. so her extremities get pretty cold, and I keep telling her, you need yeah. to go in the ice bath more. That will really help.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, right. But she's not too keen on it. She does get in it, just not for a duration or time, but consistency. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I do, and that's my day. For a lot of the time when I'm not traveling or if I'm not filming a video series, I just finished filming a video series so I had a cameraman in my face every single day for 12 weeks so I've got a break from that thank God now
0: you need a bit of energy reboot after that yeah with the the midday workout or one o'clock whenever you go I'm curious about this, because this is something i played a lot with, and I think it can really enhance that afternoon productivity session. But I find that I tend to do it just in the morning, purely because, like, kids and everything, that's when it fits. But I also find, because I'm trying to fit work around the family and I have other commitments it's easy for me to skip that one if I move it to later in the yeah, day yeah
1: totally with you but
0: yeah I'm just curious so do you do it every day is it on some days or have you found that actually it feels so much productivity that it's kind of like a non-negotiable for you at that time How how's it affected things? I'm,
1: I'm an early bird so my productivity is definitely in the morning mm, for minus. sure And, uh, you know, I think basically because I grew up on a farm, uh, you know, father would wake me up at (laughs) the crack of dawn and I'd help him on the farm before I went to school. And if I didn't get up the second that he woke me up, he'd come back into the bedroom, lift the bed up and drop it, be alerted. So I'd definitely get out of bed then. So I think he scarred me to a certain degree. So I get up very early and I'm just I'm an early bird. I feel great in the morning. So you'd think maybe I should train then. If I'm traveling like I am now, I'll train first thing in the morning, get out of the way, because I know I'm not gonna train after here today, I'll be too tired. And that stimulation will keep me awake at night. So it all depends on the scenario. If I'm home, if I'm in my routine, because I am a creature of habit, I prefer to train in the afternoon only because if I'm training heavy, If I'm training with a lot of intensity, I've had a lot of injuries over the years. I've torn my tricep. I've torn four muscles in my delts. I've separated my AC joints. I've torn my pec. torn my hamstring. uh, What else have I torn? I've I've torn a lot of things, a lot of things, broken a lot of things uh, because of extreme sports that I've participated in. So some of those muscles don't feel as uh, lubricated or with that much elasticity first thing in the morning. So my training protocol changes a little bit while I'm here, while I'm traveling. I'm definitely going more circuits, higher reps, more intensity, less rest periods, as opposed to if I feel good, if I feel strong at home and adequately warmed up in the afternoon, I'm going hard and heavy. But, you know, I'm I'm still going intense. You know, when I say heavy, I could be doing like 25 30 reps but with a 70 pound dumbbell you know so i'm yeah. going high reps but i'm going heavy,
0: going heavy. it's interesting because i was speaking to Stephen kotler recently on the podcast you know the co-founder of the flow research collective and he was talking about the benefits sometimes of getting out of bed and just working particularly for an early morning person like we both are and i played around with that and i must say i'm extremely creative straight out of bed oh, yeah. and hyper productive. But it actually has an energy toll later in the day, I find. If you do, it's almost like you can, and I was, Patrick Porter I were chatting about this, you can... Yeah, so we were just saying there, Chris, about kind of the benefits sometimes of just getting out of bed and working, but that can actually be quite demanding in terms of energy systems. Is that something you do do you ever find like if you've got a big project on or something will you always have your morning routine almost like a, a pre-performance routine if you like
1: well the pre-performance routine starts in the day before you know so my recovery always dictates my performance so i always prioritize my recovery so for instance if i don't feel recovered if my heart rate variability has dropped if i haven't had a good night's sleep then I know that I'm going to basically take that day off or I'm gonna train much lighter. Maybe I'm gonna to stick to machines over free weights. So I'll train accordingly. But if I train earlier in the morning and I train hard, I don't generally feel that I get sapped of energy. Any more by the end of the day than I usually am because usually around this time I'm pretty tired. Yeah. You know, well, it's a little bit early, it's about four o'clock, it's about five o'clock, I'm like, okay, I'm done now, my brain is switching off. Oh. But I really haven't felt that difference, that change, for me personally.
0: And um, we were talking offline earlier around. Sort of optimising not just for muscle and strength and hypertrophy but also endurance sports I know that you have, you compete in events, you have a really well rounded programme for someone listening to this who actually really wants to be fit on every level right? they want to have the flexibility and mobility the longevity, they want to have the strength, they want to have the power they want to have the endurance so they can kind of do any number of things um, what does that look like across the year, how would you How would you help someone optimize their training so they can hit all of those factors?
1: Good question. Uh, So I've done quite a few Ironman triathlons now, I've done ultramarathon, Spartan. I like to participate in endurance sports. I guess part of it was egotistical because people said, well, you can't do that at that size, being about 220 pounds and five foot eight. I'm like, well, sure you can, why can't you? Maybe I'm not going to excel in those sports but I want to participate and there's no reason why I can't. And in doing so, is it recording or not? Yeah. Uh, and in doing so, you could, but this is what I found and I, this is why I like to participate in these things before I try to educate others. You know, I, like, I always say knowledge without mileage is bullshit. So I like to put in the mileage there before passing in the knowledge. But what I found was it was very, very easy to overtrain when you're doing weight training the way that I do with high volume and endurance work so what I did was lower the volume of my weights so I didn't do as higher repetitions so I did more compounds less isolation and then when it came to my cardio I didn't do as much duration I brought it back and did more intensity so more hit work because my mentality was okay well I like to train with high reps so I'm sure high reps for instance with legs would correlate to better cycling better running leads to overtraining pretty quick and you should never try to cross-pollinate more like aerobic work with more aerobic work it needs to have the contrast of anaerobic heavy weight lifting with aerobic more endurance work okay and then i i'm generally one of those people that trains five days a week because i optimize my recovery i brought my weight training back to four days a week because, again, I was checking my heart rate variability. I wasn't improving. My FTP performance or my lactate threshold was not getting any better. So in that instance, I found less is definitely more. The more that you try to put in, the more that you have to recover. So it means more days off. But if you can shorten those windows into intensity, then you can do it. And obviously lower volume. You know. So I think it's very important if you are combining both endurance And let's say, uh, you know, muscle building together. It is very important that you take an entire day off. An entire day off. And I don't mean gardening and going for a walk or whatever, I mean take that day off to really allow your central nervous system to recover.
0: And would that include, for example, doing things like sauna, for example, on that day off? All active recovery stuff as well.
1: No, I wouldn't even do too much active recovery. So there's a couple of top trainers in the industry that work with uh, world champion Ironman triathletes. When he says one one day off, he means like nothing. You know, nothing. So, yeah... Recovery such as massage is good. Recovery such as ice bath or sauna is good. But I wouldn't be doing anything active or strenuous or stressful because even stressful work that's non-physically active but mentally stressful can really affect your central nervous system and your heart rate variability and your ability to recover. You know, sometimes, like, you could be out all day, you could be digging a hole, and it's kind of, it me by my, my numbing, but it's like, yeah, I can do this, it's fine, it's easy, but you spend a couple of hours at a computer over a real stressful, I, I guess, like a job or, you know, you've got a deadline or whatever, it takes it out of you, so you have to be very, you know, because you know we, we, we know that our brain utilizes a lot of energy. You know, we have a lot of mitochondria there, so you have to be very careful that you don't overstress yourself from a mental standpoint, because it will lead to a degradation of your physical output.
0: That's such a good point, because it's the allostatic load, right? It's everything, and yeah. I think we underestimate that. So when you're doing that, I was just really curious, so when you're optimising for endurance alongside strength, you've dialed the strength sessions back, so you're doing them around four times a week. Yeah. Are you, and then it sounds like you're creating polarity in your training, so you're doing some kind of lower intensity, more recovery style, coupled with some very high intensity work. Yes. How does that look like? Because I, it's something I quite want to do is bring in more endurance-based or cardiovascular aerobic training. Um, If you've got four sessions of, of lifting and resistance work, how many sessions are you then adding in, and what do they look like to build that endurance capacity?
1: Sure, then I'm doing four cardio sessions during the week, during the week, and I like to do a pre-fatigue method, so I will like to train legs like destroy my legs for instance and then go for a run okay. Or destroy my legs and go for a cycle ride or I could be working back and triceps and then I'll go for a swim So I like to do that pre-fatigue method because on a day of the Ironman Of course, I'm not going to weight train before so I'm running on fresh legs But I want to get used to running on very very tired legs but the intensity, my, my period of cardio sessions are about 40 minutes during the yeah. week. It's hard, it's, there's hill sprints, there's run sprints, there's obviously a lot of sprints within my swim sessions. But then on the weekends, that's when I'm going long and slow. Because you have to get used to, if you're doing an Ironman triathlon, for instance, I have to have time in the saddle. I have to have time on my legs. But, you know, on you for instance-
0: that tissue tolerance. Yeah. yeah, but
1: being a heavier person, my runs are purely off-road. You know, because I want to ensure that my knees, my hip, my back isn't on solid yeah, surface right. the entire time. I want to have soft impact runs. You know, but I want to protect my knees, and uh, or I'll be on a woodway treadmill curve because that works a lot of your posterior chain, your hamstrings, and your glutes because you have to pull that belt towards you as opposed to like on a normal treadmill where you're utilizing a lot of momentum and a lot of forward force.
0: Yeah, propelling you. Yeah. And is there, in terms of you then retaining muscle mass during those those periods and blo- training blocks, is there any interference effect with you doing like those very uh, intense lifting sessions and then go straight into cardio? Do no, you know?
1: but as long as you're having plenty of nutrients. So for instance, I'd go out cycling with people after one of those Training sessions, and they would be having like a snack, you know, like a like a gel and a couple of bars. I literally have a backpack with food, okay. you know, like 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 energy balls or pancakes or anything like that. My wife makes these beautiful energy balls. That's very dense, but there's plenty of carbohydrates, but there's also protein in there. In my drinks bottle, I'm making sure that I'm having essential amino acids and glutamine. Or, for instance, dependent on how long that ride or run is, there could be a protein shake in there as well. So I'm ensuring that I'm getting plenty of amino acids and glycogen. Maybe Vitago is a carbohydrate source, yeah. kind of like a waxy maize or maltodextrin. I prefer Vitago. Um, you know, to ensure that my glycogen stores are being uh, replenished constantly as well. But obviously, the more muscle that you hold, the more calories you're going to require just to maintain that muscle, whether it be coming in the form of carbohydrates, because that's protein sparing, or protein, or like I said, your essential amino acid uh, building blocks that you'd consume through liquid, which is very easy these days.
0: Do you get any gastric distress when you're doing
1: that? Never. Glutamine actually can help with gastric mm. distress. Like, I'm not a doctor, I can't make any structure function claims, but I've had some clients who are cystic fibrosis sufferers, and they said their gut actually feels great when they're taking like a fermented glutamine source.
0: Interesting. You can get fermented whey and stuff as well. Yeah,
1: you yeah, them? yeah. And obviously, you know, there's, there's great, you know, you get grass-fed whey. I had some from uh, Nord, Nord Code, Nord Code. Uh, today, that is grass-fed whey from Alpine Cows, you know, from Switzerland. So there's, there's some great, great products out there.
0: And what are your kind of top biohacks? What's new for you that you're, you're doing at the moment?
1: Well, for me, my like I did the human recharger today. I had a good session on it because I only did 15 minutes the other day. I did a full 30 minutes because the 15 minutes really didn't do much. Did the 30 minutes today, I felt it definitely felt it that's a new latest one that i've done but for me one of my favorites is stem cells because of all the injuries that i've had and i have i'm definitely not going to be slowing down like i'm 49 years old in a couple of months but i love what i do i love being active and whenever i've had stem cells about six seven months after i feel like a teenager again
2: awesome
1: and obviously the the frequency of that is all dependent on how much you abuse your body From a physical standpoint, I abuse it a little bit. I admit that. But it gives me so much mental joy that I'm willing to give up a little bit of that balance. But thankfully, we have technology available to us where we can actually push ourselves a little bit further without damaging ourselves too much mm. so the stem cells is that hack for me mm. so I'll go to Colombia I'll go to Mexico I've had it in the US but obviously you can't get the efficacy there as you can in other countries
0: mm. you can't get it here at all I don't think yeah UK. you can okay. you can
1: but you're just not going to get the efficacy you'd have like your own bone marrow but they're not allowed to harvest it
0: Right. Yeah, so it's trickier and what about on a day-to-day basis are there any other kind of bio- you talked about the red light therapy yeah. you talked about sauna cold exposure is there anything else any particular supplements anything that you think really helps you show up from an energetic perspective
1: yeah for sure well as you know like well, i'm involved with biostack labs yeah And we're taking nad right now so having nad because i'm at 48 48 years old my nad levels are low so ensuring that i'm having uh, nad every day with the spermidine which helps with autophagy to clear out those senescent cells so the nad can be taken up so much easier with the niacinamide as well like the vitamin b that uh dr e spoke about really really helps like you don't feel it straight away but over like say a month it's like okay now i feel good with this so that's one of them. The other thing for me, because I have lighter eyes, lighter eyes, as Dr. Patrick Porter will say, uh, can be more light sensitive. And I am super light sensitive. My wife, she could have the windows open, the curtains open, and she's out. But for me, I'm like, God, I'm just staring at the ceiling. So it's, it's essential for me to have my blue light blocking glasses. That's a, that's a, the non-negotiable for me, because I quantify that, and I feel so much better when I'm you know, mitigating that damage and I've mentioned this in the talk yesterday, I am sensitive to electromagnetic frequencies, yeah, frequency. Yeah. So having my bum bag, having my phone case, wearing my Vivo base, uh, earthing myself daily really helps as well. Really helps. So we're in the earthen shoes here.
0: Oh yes, yeah, so you're, you're grounded all day.
1: All day, as long as awesome. I'm outside. Yeah, if you're yeah, outside, yeah.
0: sure. I, um, but
1: I'd say my number one is, sorry, my number one is the ice bath. Because for mental stability, purely for mental stability, toning my vagal nerve on a daily basis is everything for me. Of course, you know, there are benefits of mobilizing the fatty acids and helping with inflammation, but for me, it's the mental stability. Because, like I said, I'm very depleted in dopamine, and it's very easy for me to feel low, and I have to do a lot of things because I'm dopamine-filled to feel normal. Ice bath is one of those things.
0: Yeah, and that gives you about two to three hours, right? After yeah. at least. Yeah, okay. it's yeah, it's great.
1: And I saw some vagal ner- uh, tone, nerve, uh, vagal nerve toning devices here, like the pulsetter. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm keen to try some of those devices out as well. See how they maybe do. Maybe
0: try the send mist or Yeah, yeah. God, I'll make sure I don't double the dose. So. <laughs> Not put it too far. Oh, I think we're about to get kicks out. I we? think so too. It's been amazing to chat to you. This,
1: and here we go. There's the we, timing. Um, Perfect. There we go. So no, it's okay. It's okay. All right.
0: Um, where can people find more about you, Chris? I know you share a ton on social. And yeah, it's, it's, it's probably
1: the best place to just, if you want to reach out to me, yeah, Chris Kething, K-R-I-S-G-E-T-H-I-N on Instagram.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much. I've had fun meeting you. Yeah, Enjoy. it's been a lot of fun. you here for a couple of weeks until you go to India.
1: I am going to go visit my uh, family in Wales now, so spend some time with my nieces, nephew, parents, sister, etc and uh, spend some time around the farmlands of uh, Wales. And then back to London to watch Guns N' Roses, which I'm looking forward to, in Hyde Park. And then I've heard there's another festival the following day at Sen- no Crystal Palace Park, which is called Dog Day. Iggy Pops playing Generation Sex, which is half Generation X and the Sex Pistols. Blondie, there's a lot of bands, so I'm looking forward to that too. have a lot of
0: fun. That'll That's be a amazing. blowout for me,
1: that'll be a blowout.
0: Awesome. Well, it's been really fun doing this. I appreciate
1: it. Thank you, Angela.
0: If you enjoy this podcast, visit femalebiohacker.com and be part of a special community of women looking to optimize their mind, body, and spirit. If you're tired of sifting through countless websites and books to find the answers to your questions about nutrition, fitness, hormones, mindset, spirituality, and biohacking, the search is over I've done the research for you and every week we go live with in-depth masterclasses Q&A calls and monthly challenges to help you transform your life and when you join the collective you'll have access to a wealth of information including deep dive masterclasses and biohacking toolkits on our members favorites like metabolic flexibility gut health stress and resiliency and stepping into your most empowered self Get access and be coached by me and my team and level up your health, career and life all for less than a dollar a day. Go to femalebiohacker.com or click the link below to get started. And I'll see you on the inside.